Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming to the A to Z podcast. I'm Zach Jackson. My partner is Andre Knott. We're at Ekron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. We're at Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast and A to Z podcast.com. We're sponsored by Scene, by the Honeymoon Grill, and by American Fireworks. Um, we often have a lot of fun playing American Fireworks Glory Days. And um, if you're new here, we don't script anything. We take off into mature slash immature subjects and sometimes say four-letter words. So if there's kids around, if you're in a work environment, or if that's not for you, come back another time. But this podcast, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to say any bad words or not. We might. Um, I don't know what we're going to say, Dre. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant was our age. He was class of 96 yep. in high school, just like you. We are both basketball junkies. Uh on different levels, we have both been fortunate enough to work in pro sports for most, if not all, of our adult lives. Um, today's news on him is jarring when you talk about uh, his daughter being lost and other kids being lost and multiple families um, changed forever. It's sickening. Uh, this has been <laughs> – it was a day I planned to do nothing, let alone – um, work or spend any emotion on anything. Um, at this point, I'm just rambling, which I'm sure I'll do a lot. So thanks. But, uh, I know you're under the weather. Um, but honestly, yeah. like I, I just been thinking like, like I, I want to do this cause I want to talk about this because this is a guy with many layers, um, with many successes mm. with, you know, um, public warts, but you know, you, you knew who Kobe Bryant was. We've seen that today across the world, not just basketball fans and basketball players, right? Not just young and old. I mean, yeah. you know, people older than us that, that had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the Hollywood Lakers, you know, he came in and started carrying the torch. Right. People our age remember Kobe because he's our age, right? And then people younger yeah. than us yeah. grew up with him being the most dominant player in the NBA for a long stretch. And... Yeah. To think that he's gone and to think of the circumstances um, around it, I, <laughs> it's this is a hard one. It is a hard one. And don't feel bad for, for your rambling because I, I think it's going to be twofold. I haven't really talked a lot today because I've been under the weather and had just, well, just a horrible night. But um, I guess one of the things that's always been hard for me with death, and I think I've admitted on the podcast before, that death is hard for me. I don't um, – and it's hard for everybody. So I'm not sitting here – I'm, this is definitely not one of those me moments, but I think this is the only way we know how to grief. Um, I say that because grief is hard for me when it comes to death. Um, I love hard. I, I love my friends hard. Um, I try to be likable. I try to to let people in, in on, on my life or enjoy my life with as many as I can. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like I'm very, uh, I'm very structured and structured and putting a three foot wall around me and not let, let many people get really close to me um, because I don't grieve. I don't grieve well. And throughout today, and I found out, and I'm probably glad I found out a little bit later than everybody else, because I was so sick throughout the evening or last evening after, um, and it wasn't because I was a child. It's probably because I went to Jamaica and I've tried to jump right back into my life. Um, 24, you know, as, as normal and it's hard. My body just gave out on me last night, and this, so I rarely – I didn't sleep last night. Ended up going to sleep. I felt awful because I ruined – my daughter had, like, a big party planned today for a bunch of her friends that couldn't come to her birthday party. And I felt like shit, literally and figuratively, because as soon as my wife saw how sick I was this morning, she was like, well, we can't have kids over our house. And I knew that – and, like, for me, 
um, as a dad, it ruined me because I was like, shit, I just ruined her day because I can, you know, cause my body's going out on me and I went to sleep and I woke back up to, it was like a Zach Jackson phone after a Browns Thursday night game. I had like 103 missed text messages <laughs> and I mean, I'm not like, I'm not the cleanest, but my car doesn't look like Zach Jackson's car. Uh, but usually I'm pretty, <laughs> but I'm usually pretty anal about uh, keeping up with my messages, um, at least my text messages. So when I see triple digits on text messages, um, I knew something was up, but I didn't know what was up and I didn't, and everything was so foggy and I felt like such crap. Um, and then I got hit with a sledgehammer of like, I forgot how sick I was. <laughs> Because I just kept reading. I just when I was reading, I was in shock so much so that my wife had left the house with the kids, and she had texted me because she was downstairs in our house. She had texted me like that Kobe had passed away, and she how she was grieving because his daughter was involved, and like this is all going 190 miles an hour on me, Zach. And I and I got you know you got missed calls, and I'm just kind of like what what is happening? Like what is going on? And um, yeah, and I was like. I don't know what, six, seven, eight hours ago. And I'm still kind of all over, but I'm kind of glad that you texted and said, let, you know, let's podcast if you want, if you don't got time, because I guess what I was getting at with all of this is how do you grieve? How do you go through this? Um, Kobe wasn't perfect, but Kobe was something that was, he's a part of our childhood, he's a part of important parts of our life. Yeah. Um, and I can only read so many things on social media um, for better or worse. Cause this isn't a day for me to scold. Um, but it's very telling about our world. But what's more telling is you don't have to know a person than a person can have an unbelievable sure. impact on you and your generation. And yeah. And, and I definitely want to get to the social media part of it later. Um, not, you know, not that, not that we're going to change anything that goes on in that regard uh, from that, but no. there's two things here. So when Kobe was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, right. And then traded away. When he walked mm-hmm. across that stage, he was 17 years old. Okay, yes, so sir. he was high school class of 96, um, like Andre. He's one year and two days yep. older than me. Um, so we, so when you think about that, as we both sit here, well into our careers, well into our lives, um, realizing we're not getting any younger, but hoping and uh, thinking huh. that with a few smart decisions and a little bit of luck, we might have, you know, I mean, our entire adult lives, Kobe was there, right? Yeah. Um, and to to talk about his impact and his level of stardom, um, so someone had group messaged me the screenshot of the TMZ tweet, and the initial reaction is, is mm-hmm. this is fake. They got hacked, right? Yeah, right. But right. my coworker at the Athletic, Brendan Quinn, who's who's one of the all time wordsmiths, um you know, a couple minutes into this, what became a Twitter frenzy, he says it felt like the earth just moved. And I I don't know that anybody's ever said anything better. (laughs) Right. Like, right. Because Kobe, you know, obviously people in LA and hardcore Laker fans and hardcore basketball fans. And then those who've been in it, who were in the battles with him and against him. And then we know here our, our local connection. I mean, just last night, LeBron passes him. Right. Right. Tribute right. on the shoes and all of that stuff. And, you know, they, whatever those two, it, I guess I'm trying to, let me try to say this the right way. Like we've seen all the stages of LeBron. We've seen LeBron's growth from boy to man. Yeah. Right. 
from kid with nothing to spoiled asshole to conquering hero to spoiled asshole again to super dad to grandpa that was grandpa yeah right (laughs) right i mean i'm not making light of it i mean we've seen it all these guys live their lives in the public spectrum right right in front of us and and i will say this like lebron has changed my whole view on superstardom more than anything, more than <laughs> anything, just in my job working in pro sports for much of two decades, because he's bigger than almost everybody, right? And, and yeah. he was right here. We we yeah. know him, right? We know his people. You went to his high school, All right. right? We saw it in the gyms right. and in the parks and yeah. heard it on the streets, right? But like in the class of Kobe, in terms of mega stardom, in terms of in that spotlight, in terms of people know you and judge you and watch you and go through the phases, right? I mean, I, I can picture today right. Afro I'm, Kobe sticking a three on a terrible yes, shot, right? Yes, Bouncing yes, back. Yes, yes. You know? Yes, taking Brandy to, taking Brandy to prom. Yeah. Like, taking Brandy to prom in 96 was was every. I'm sorry, we're going to be all over this other place on sure. this podcast because Kobe was all over the place with us. We've been all over with him. Like you said, I can think of parts of my life. I can remember Joe Burden, who I graduated St. Louis from. Great basketball player. Went to John Carroll and played. Still a great friend. I'm going to an event of his, like, next weekend. And, you know, like, you know, you think you're, you're, you're the shit in Akron. You're pretty good. Um, and then we hear about the NC. And for kids, and I know there's people our age and older that listen to our podcast, and we appreciate you. Um, and we appreciate the young people that listen and the first-time people that are here. And hopefully you come back. But, man, like – like, to hear about – like, it wasn't like it is today with, like, 16-, 17-year-old basketball prodigies. Like, like the Kobe thing was like when I was in high school, man, the internet barely was working. Okay, I didn't get my first, I didn't get my first um, email address until my first year of college in ninety, later in ninety six. Right. So I couldn't just pop into Twitter and put Kobe Bryant and see highlights, right? So when Joe Birdner, when a friend was like, "Dude, you got to hear about," it. like, "Hey, you basketballs around!" Like the biggest, the craziest six foot six dude in ninety six wrestled Nick Shinderwolf, and he was white and red. He had red hair and had a Jordan insignia on the back of his head, yeah. and it just blew you away. And like, like in all seriousness, but he could hoop, but it wasn't just Kobe Bean Bryant kid from Philadelphia, and everybody. I'm like, who? And you had to search, search, search to find a highlight or see just anything about him. And so as it all happened, it is. He is what today is, and so like like that quote about the earth shaking is so true. But and I'll say this, and you can go on because I got so I don't want to bounce around too much. I want to stay on things. But Kobe, like I said, in ninety six, ninety seven, I got my first email address, um, and that grew. He was, you know, Derek Jeter goes into the Hall of Fame. Uh, should have been a first time, you know, should have got one hundred percent unanimously in earlier this week. Kobe Bryant was what Derek Jeter was to baseball and the Yankees. Was He was uh, in L.A. No, he was not perfect, but he was for basketball. But he grew up in this crazy image of the world that we have with the Kardashians, with the LeBrons, with, with social media stars and not stars, and the, the world of TMZ. And two weeks ago, he's helping save a family, and there's video of that after a car crash. Um, as you kind of said, you said very well, Kobe Bryant grew up right in front of us and became a man in front of us. And it was all out there. There was no mystery stories in the background because there was always a camera rolling. And I think the best thing I can say about him is because you just said the, 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 what we think of as a, as a celebrity star, whatever you want to call or a super athlete, whatever you want to call LeBron mm-hmm. with Kobe, we saw the warts. He was a real person. Like at 21, 22, when we couldn't figure out, 
um, you know, how to put on clean clothes. He was basically telling Shaquille O'Neal, the best player in the league, screw you, you don't work hard enough, you're lazy, you're fat, you better get better. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. he put it out there. He didn't hide behind who he was. And I think because of that, you see so much emotion from people today because we all just respect how competitive he was and how much he believed in himself and how he showed warts, how he fought with his parents constantly. Sometimes they didn't like his wife. Um, and, like, I just, there's, there's just so many layers of Kobe that, to me, it's like, Jesus, we saw everything um, about him, and he still was one of the coldest dudes. And he's the clo- he was the closest to Jordan. <laughs> like, he, that was the other thing. Remember Harold Miner? Go through all the guys that we were spoon-fed that was the next Jordan. Right. And none of them came close, well, right? So I just pulled this up. I don't normally do this. And honestly, earlier I started to make some notes, and I was like, nah, I'll just leave it be. Because I didn't know if we were going to do this tonight or not, honestly. So the 96 draft, Allen Iverson goes number one. Marcus Camby, number two. Yeah. Sharif Abdurrahim, number three. Stefan Marbury, number oh. four. Right? And, and when you think in the realm of Kobe just quit two years ago, right? Like, right. Uh, Ray right. Allen right. went number five. He obviously had an incredible career. So all the what way down draft, at number 13, Kobe is the first high school player to go in this draft. Uh, because there's always a Cleveland Pot- connection. Did- <laughs> Do we get Potapinko in that draft? Yeah, he went one pick ahead of Kobe Bryant. There's always a Cleveland connection. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. So beautiful. Steve Nash oh. went 15. The second high school player was Jermaine O'Neal. Okay. Yes. Um, Zadrunas Ogowskis went number 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Derek Fisher. Wow. And all those guys went, seem like relics. Yes. Derek Fisher went number 24. Um, and there was not another high school player, as I look here. There wasn't one. So Richard that's a weird class. But I can tell Richard. you, because you mentioned Nate. I mean, you know, this is back when, this is pre-internet, the way you consumed yes. elite high school basketball. And the way it was handled were totally different. That's a different podcast, right? Yeah. But Mike yeah. Bibby was yeah. in this class, right? Right, right. So <laughs> he wasn't in the draft class, but he was in the class of 96. So he went to Arizona instead, right? Yes, and they won a title and 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 all of that. Yes, um, and now he looks like fifty the lights can't fifty cent. But I'll tell you this, <laughs> you know, I, as I've said, anybody who listens knows, you know, I, I am not a huge NBA person. I haven't been in my adult life, um, with the exception of of LeBron's runs here, you know. Um, but one of the things that came to mind, you know when I think about Afro Kobe and the big comeback against the Blazers in game seven and some of the other finals, you know, and uh, of course the 81 point game, you know, nobody watched it live. Mm. It was on a Sunday night in Toronto, but if you ask no. everybody, they watched it's it. Sunday, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, doubt. no doubt. But, but the other one that comes to my mind is that last game in Utah when you just, you know, yeah. it hadn't gone well for him. It hadn't gone well for the Lakers. He had had the injuries. The team kind of was, struggled for a long time and like obviously the goal of that night was to celebrate Kobe and to let Kobe get his but nobody came in thinking he's going to get 60 and the Jazz weren't having it right and it's not like he was doing anything out of the fucking ordinary and shooting 30 some shots in the first half right (laughs) but they were going in and he was killing and like the energy was jumping through the television and I remember just like trying to stay awake you know and to think about that like the Hollywood ending. And, man, you know, I, I, honestly, I was just talking about with this someone the other day. Sports. We do sports and life analogies because that's all we got. That's all I got anyway. Yeah. Right? That's 
all I got. But yeah. you don't get to write your own ending. You know? You don't. No. And, I mean, this is an unfathomable tragedy. Uh, and when you think about his daughter being with him and, you know, other daughter, they're going to a basketball game. Right. I, I right. Mean, it can be know, anybody. It can be any parent. Some of the conversation, like, you know, celebrity deaths and how it hits you and what you remember and where you were that's gone around text messages and Twitter discussions and whatever else. Like, you know, everybody sees them differently and everybody has a different relationship to to these people that in most cases you'll never meet. Right. Or, or but but right, there's right. some attachment. Like, I remember my best friends in college and I watching that Blazers comeback. Right. Watching, yes. you know, yes. various things through the year. So that's that's where about, sports takes. How about you. winning a dunk? How about winning a dunk? Yeah. But winning a dunk competition in Cleveland. Yeah. Like, oh, right. That, right. Was, that was crazy, but, guys. But, in his second year. Yeah. Like, Think about how long ago that, that was. We're 23 19. years ago. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you, you know, you asked me something in our last, last podcast. Um, if people listen long enough to hear about the part about Zion, you know, um, yeah, and not and and you're you know why am I going Tuesday to watch the Pelicans? And you hit something as you were as I heard you talking just now about Kobe, and that night because like you said you couldn't have said anything prop, more proper than the eighty-one point game. Nobody saw that shit. <laughs> um, nobody did. It was like, but you, we've all seen the highlights and everything else, and it's, and, and and that kind of. Gives him this cool perspective because that's almost like the Will Chamberlain 100, you know, like you've heard about it. But dude, nobody, nobody that you know is alive and saw it. And, and you know, and there's not, even, there's not like uh, YouTube clips of Will going for 100. Um, so is that that mystery? There's a mystery. You know, there's something mystery, mm-hmm. mysterious about going for 81 on that on that Sunday. But there's a, there's a phrase that I, that I, I said to myself as you were saying this. Um, Kobe for his 20 year career was appointment watching. Um, and that's kind of the, the thing that separates the greats from the all-time greats. Even when Kobe went through that period of time where the Lakers were not a very good team, um, after the Shaq and trying to kind of find it his way, and to, you know, until they figured out Paul Gasol wasn't good enough to, you know, him screaming on Smush Parker and, and, and every other idiot they brought in there for a couple of years. I was just thinking, how am I going to um, work at a Smush Parker uh, reference? I swear to God. <laughs> 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 Come on, baby, you had to. That's, that was big. Um, you know, he had some unbelievably terrible things he played on. But he still, at the end of the day, it was appointment watching. When he came to Cleveland, when he came to the queue, uh, when he came to Gund Arena, um, it was still you had to go see Kobe. You had to go see what he could do. Um, I, I, I saw this tweet, and I'm not going to mention a lot of other people's tweets, but Ben Axelrod had one day that made me chuckle. And this isn't me going at Ben at all, but he kind of said that. And I think this was about Kobe because I, I, like I said, I'm behind on things and I know some wrestling thing is going on today that I, that messed up Twitter as well. But he kind of said, I no longer will. And I'm not verbatim right now on his tweet, but he basically said, I will no longer debate guy, people's greatness or greatness against greatness. And I kind of like, I, I like that comment because I was like, you know, we get off so much on comparing this guy to that guy or, Who's better? And at the end of the day, when they pass away and they're gone, and all we have is their highlights, and all we have is the memories of them playing, who are we to try to judge? They they gave us appointment. They gave us moments in our life. Whether it's Jordan pushing off to win game, you know, win game six against the Jazz, or whether it's LeBron with the block, or Kyrie with the jump shot, or you know, or Kevin Love standing in front of of Curry, um, those just become moments. Why do we even try to rank them? Because it's impossible to rank them. 
um, they were very important to our to our lives, to the moments that we, the, the to the memories that we have. Because Lord knows, we live way more days than the memories that we keep. Yeah. Well, it's it's moments, you know, and specifically in sports. And one of the things that's out there um, with the Baseball Hall of Fame last week and with um, Eli Manning's retirement is is all these arguments, right? This week's the Super Bowl, so there'll be yeah. a new Hall of Fame class. Yeah, yeah. So there'll be new legends and there'll be right. new mad people, right? And like, <laughs> but you know, I've always this is also for a different podcast. But my the point of what I'm trying to say is, you know, comparing errors is is, is pointless because you can't win, right? And if me no. and you were in a Hall There's of no Fame committee, no you know, if me and you were on a Hall of Fame committee and you are dead set on John Jones getting in, and I'm dead set on Jimmy Smith getting in, right? I'm making up these names, obviously. Yeah. Probably yeah. not a lot's going to yeah. change us, right? But no. my thing is, like, the big moments should matter, right? Like, I don't think James right. Harrison gets in the Hall of Fame ever, but he made one of the great plays in Super Bowl history, right? History. And, no like, no so many of Kobe's moments were big time in the postseason, Right. Like mm-hmm. fourth quarter, I want the ball. I it, I'm gonna do yes. it, and everybody knows hey. I'm gonna get it. And and I probably shouldn't try to spin yeah. around these three guys and duck under the fourth, but I'm gonna do it. And it didn't always work, <laughs> but, but he always did that. No. That was him, right? Yes, Zach. Well, this story though, his first game winning shot or try was against Utah playoffs as a rookie, and he airballed. He was yes. awful. Like he grew up in front of us, and he always had the balls to do exactly what you just said to take it and try to win the game so i I, and i'm one of the things i did and i really haven't consumed too much um thank god i missed the beginning of the grammys alicia keys and boys the men sang and um, yeah i didn't want to see that i haven't been able to watch it on twitter yet but i did read a column from i won't watch it i read about it i wouldn't i won't watch it yeah i know it'll make me cry so i immediately uh, I knew this column from Bill Plaschke was going to be so good that I actually put it on the A to Z Facebook page before I even read it. But I, I left it open in two different windows, one on my laptop, one on my phone. So I knew I would read yeah. it when I got to it. And I'm not right. going to give it a whole thing away, but I'm going to read, you guys, I'm going to read you guys this part because this, this comes back to the earth moved. Okay, Kobe was your childhood hero. He was your adult icon. For 20 years, he was on posters in your bedroom, on the TV in your living room, in the lunch talk in the school cafeteria, in the smack talk at your office water cooler, and ultimately riding on a truck down Figueroa Street while you cheered and bragged and bathed in his greatness. You watched him grow up, and this city's relentless approach to sports grew with him, and soon, even with all his off-court failings, many people felt they carried a little piece of him. On the best days, the days you landed a big account or aced a big test or just survived a battle with traffic, you felt like Kobe. You were Kobe. And in the end, as he retired into a life of movies and books and coaching Gianna's basketball team, he was us. I mean, my whole body's in chills right now. Wow. Wow. That's bravo. That's really good. Because, like, listen, like, when you talk about these moments, right, it's all there. The airballed shot, the night in Denver. The fallout, the time he almost wrecked the Lakers, right? The, all yeah. the moments, right? The times that the shot went in, the times he won the championship, smoked the cigars, hogged the camera, hogged the ball, yes. hogged the spotlight, but won, <laughs> competed like hell, and like, you know, what 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 today has reaffirmed is that the only perfect people are on Twitter, right? And to get too far <laughs> into the details, you know, whatever, but. 
he he had done this. He had also been all successful. And at least the public Kobe of 2020, three weeks in or whatever the hell it is, was this dude who was out there, was an advocate for women's basketball, was a humbled yeah. fan of the game, was an icon and seemed to be enjoying it, you know, not made for it. Right. 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 And right, like, right, right. you know, of obviously the losing the kids is, is the fucking tragic part here. But like yes, Kobe yes. at sixty, Dre. Whether you and I are here to know that or not, and now he won't be. Kobe at sixty was going to look like he was forty-two and could still out and go out and give you twenty. No right? doubt. No like, doubt. He no was doubt. still going to be around. No doubt. You know, he was still going to hang over everything that they do, whether LeBron and this crew win a title or win three or win none, right? Because he was he meant You're that right. much to that era of Laker basketball, in an area where so everything's so individualized. And he was such an individual standout. Like, that Lakers colors mean something. And LeBron has said that, right? And yeah, LeBron lies yeah. sometimes, but he's not lying about that. And I think one thing <laughs> that we'll know, you know, LeBron don't write his own legacy and Kobe don't didn't write his own legacy and all of this. But I think this is more for the L.A. audience than ours. But, you know, LeBron would have to win, like, four titles for people to even give him the time of day compared to Kobe out there. And, and, and it's Lakers. not even a conversation. Yeah. Right. No, he he's iconic. He's iconic to the rest of the other forty nine states and half of uh, Canada. But L A is going to be Kobe's. I mean, hell, Magic Johnson tweeted out today: "We lost the greatest Laker of all time." Um, and as you say in L A talk, that's one of those great. You got nothing to talk about in L A radio, rather than bring up the Browns' backup quarterback or bring up uh, the Browns' new head coach. You just go to who's the top five Lakers, and that's like that's literally a three hour show in L A. Yeah. And a good one. And well, a think legit, about like the plastic. Yeah, think about the plastic column I just read. You argued it at the lunch table. You argued it in your office. Like, yes. you know, it's what we do, right? Like people say yeah, to me all the time. Right. You don't. I know you don't want to talk about sports. Well, I don't have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> right. right. I was like, like, yeah, I love them. I love them. I, I eat them alive. I can't wait. And in a time um, the NBA really, in a time the NBA really made a mainstream comeback, he was the face of the league for a long time. Yeah, and it, and people debated it and had great conversations. Yes, which quarterbacks probably started because how can you let him be the face of basketball after what happened in Denver? How can you let him? Be, you know, how can this kid? This kid will never be. You still had the old school. He's not Jordan. He's not this. He ran. He ran Shaq out of town. Um, I love that he had all the flaws, and it's still as people we still because we all make mistakes. Some mistakes are worse than others, and I'm not comparing anyone's to anyone else's. Um, but we like that he was human, and even though he did some human things on the court. We saw that he was a human being. He grew up in front of us. He was a smart kid who, you know, said how he felt sometimes. Went too far in how he said how he felt, but he played so damn hard. He made us, as we shot trash into the trash can, or whether we were at the yes. park going three, two, one. For you and I, we were growing up with Jordan, but, like, we all were saying, Kobe, when we shot stuff, I can remember at 26, 27, almost to 30, right until I got married, my man, Mike Gelsinger and I, who I live with, my roommate, in Cleveland, I mean, like everything, we put everything in out. Kobe, you back people up. Like it became like how many how many athletes just become that? Where you just say their name and you know, I just finished you. <laughs> you know, yes. like, like it was just like it, it was unbelievable. But I gotta say this because I want to. I just I gotta say it. The other thing that I, I really respected out of him, I don't watch WNBA games. I watched a couple when we had the Cleveland Rockers. Um, I respect the game. I respect anybody that competes. I think that's the one thing you know about A to Z. Um, we like competitors. We like competition. We respect people that put it on the line and compete. And I'm sure that they do. And I've got to tell you, it was cool. And the WNBA and women's sports, 
they need advocates like Kobe Bryant. Um, they can have some of the best female athletes in the world. They can have some of the best games in the world. But the average guy, the average guy like A to Z, for two reasons. Because we're guys, we're not going to go out of our way to watch it unless we have a reason to watch it. I've been watching a lot of girls' high school basketball this year. Um, I get some respect. I get respect on it because the girls play hard. Um, but for it to get national and to become something that really matters, you need advocates. You need people to stand up like Kobe Bryant um, to, to be at games, to talk about the way he is. I know LeBron has done it a little bit. I, I got to say, like, as a father, um, you know, like, you want to be the best parent you can be. And I know for a lot of us, it's like, I ain't going to a girls' basketball game. I thought it was cool how he took in having four daughters because for so long, um, it's almost seen as a weakness if a guy can't have a can't have a son. I like I've heard that like this old school like I've heard it like and I know it like it is this old school feeling of that. And rather shy away from it, he became like the coolest dad. Like as a dad, a forty year old is like right. oh, shit. There's Kobe again with his daughter at the game, and and then you read some of the Slam magazine when he's got his daughter and his daughter's team. And I saw you put up um, on Instagram the the picture of like they had lost to the team 22 to 21 or whatever. Yeah. So he puts a picture where they beat them by like 90. And like, if anybody else puts that up, if right. anybody else posts that, we talk about how much of an asshole they are. Like, what could you do that to kids? Like, why would like, what, what, what kind of parent is this guy? But in like to all of us, anybody we, we else, like, I'm right. I, I got the column pictured yeah. right now. <laughs> right. Anybody else. But just like when I was throwing the trash away, when I lived in Tremont, it was just basically, you see that tweet, and you go, Kobe! <laughs> it's like, you get it. So, the mob mentality. You're like, hell yeah. Yes. It is so funny that you say this. A friend of mine posts this on Facebook today. He teaches high school. I don't know what he teaches, but here's what he wrote. As a teacher, one thing I normally get upset about is when a student balls up a piece of paper, approaches the trash can, fades away, and yells Kobe, normally failing to make the shot, <laughs> but they don't yell LeBron or Michael. Right, like that was nope. that yep. was the shot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's that's so cool, man. Like that's so, but I think it just speaks to so many different levels. Like I just think it was cool that daddy was. It's cool to see dads being dad. Period. Um, but it was cool, and I, and I got a close friend who is I go to all his daughters and many of his daughters' basketball games as I can go to now. And dude, it's cool to watch these guys get. I mean, and, and to see how and his daughter obviously gave something to him to watch her play. So I take my hat off, and, and, you know, to him for being that cool. Because you know what it, what you really want? As weird as this is, and as much as we can talk about him having his, you know, having his negative moments. Hey, man, you, young people need to see people that look like them um, make it cool to do things that we've been told aren't cool. <laughs> I'm just being like, and he, makes, and he made it look cool well, to uh, be a coach, be a dad, and to do those things. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, l- listen, this isn't to slam anybody, but when you see the clips – LeBron's not cool basketball dad, right? Kobe was cool. <laughs> no. Kobe was cool basketball. Uh, yeah, but that's but okay, but all right, all right. This is this this is great when you said that. But that's Kobe and that's LeBron. Yeah. And that's no. the beauty of it and why and why and why having these discussions about who is better, you'll never have a winner. Because you just said it. You said something else. Kobe at sixty, at seventy was gonna look like he could put buckets on you. Yes. Like there was no doubt. That he was gonna walk in the room, whether he had a suit on or whether he had a Nike sweatsuit outfit. He was gonna be the best. He was gonna be the one dude you would pick first, and if you're playing one on one, or if you're playing at a five on five, he was smooth about his. His name fit him. Um, LeBron's LeBron. LeBron's more destru- not destructive. LeBron is more, you know, that guy coming down the middle that's gonna run everybody over and then fall down and act like he's hurt. 
Right. <laughs> but he's still one of the best to ever do it. Um, <laughs> he, I mean, he's the he's one of the greatest. Well, but he doesn't have he doesn't, and not many have had the flair of Kobe being Brian. See, in, in the discussion about like celebrity deaths and all that, like you know, Kobe Bryant at forty-one years old is the last person you thought wouldn't be here today, right? Right. And then right. when you think just the eeriness of LeBron last night, of the writing on the shoes, mm. passing him. The mutual mm. respect society mm. they've had, and you know that's the that's the good of social media, is that all the moments they've had, the courtside hugs and the playful barbs and the tweets back at each other, that that lives forever, right? Right. Like that's what's awesome, and that's not fake, right. and that's not fake made up. No, it's no, it's there's not. been things. There's been you know there's been some unreal things that we've watched between athletes that they do because they need to do it. Yes. That was real. Yes. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I, I would just say this about our business and sometimes about life in general. Um, you know, when when something really bad happens, it either brings out the best or the worst in people, right? There's rarely any middle ground. Yep. And, um, no doubt. You know, uh, listen, I, I, it would be wasteful of, of our five seconds to lecture those who, who um, don't have any decorum, who need to make things about themselves all the time, who need to go gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, with the social media stuff, need to be the smartest guy in the room. Need yeah. to be the funniest person in the room. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so um, it's um, it's our society though a little bit. I think yeah. Twitter and social media has um, we can't get out. We can't. We got to stay in our own lanes and not lot because what happens and I've done it and I, I, it happens. Sure. it'll happen again. You you end up getting the lane of someone that you would never get in the same lane as, but because they just touch the right button. Um, you know, you, you have to respond when in reality you don't, um, social media is, you know what though, this, and this is one of those days, the days I bitch about social media and you bitch about the negativity or you bitch about the people that, that have to make it about themselves. Um, you also get some unbelievable stories that you have never seen or read or saw, um, without the ability of people being able that you don't follow or, you know, or people being able to retweet things or, or, or you know, or, or like I've, I've consumed a lot of positive and things that have grown on me as well today is what I guess I want to say. No, sure. For all no. the days I complain. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I've had great, great trips down memory lane, you know, uh, yeah. said, found that phenomenal column, seen videos that I haven't seen in years. Uh, right. And, right. Um, you know, pictures of his, he and his daughter and, um, yeah, so listen, I don't have anything else to say, but I just want you to speak on the element of you, you know, being a parent of young kids and and thinking about how you know going to practice and, and not coming home. I just, oh uh, man, it's the nightmare, nightmares. It's um, when you become a parent, you, you for the first time, like it truly is not about you, um, and it, it's just it's the nightmare, nightmares. And, and and I read somewhere, and I don't even know if it's true, but it just it shook me is that somebody said, Kobe, knowing Kobe is being Kobe, you know, in those last few seconds of his life, he probably put his arms around his daughter and, and you know, and protected her and told her everything was going to be all right, even though um, doom was looming. His last act, most likely, was to be the most protective father he could possibly be because that's your first and last thought every day and every night when you become a father. And I, I, don't, I don't know his relationship that he had with his daughter and his daughters, but I can't see the guy that we kind of get got to know um, not reacting that way. Um, 
I think about his wife, Vanessa. We've all made the joke about the $4 million ring. We've all, we've all, you know, spouted out, you wasn't with him shooting in the gym. Like, that was like, <laughs> like those are all, you know, all of Vanessa things that goes down um, when you Google her in 20 years. But my heart just breaks for her because um, she's going to have to, you know, she's going to have to raise three, three daughters on her own. It's just losing your husband and your daughter all in one swoop. Just no one deserves that. Um, the other families, there were other great people that were, you know, the, the baseball coach and his family. Um, I'm, you know, like, I, I got to be honest, we just went to Jamaica and my mom, my wife is the best mom ever to my kids. Um, and you just worry when you leave, you like, like, I never want to leave her to have to raise our kids on, on our own. And I just know that, um, and I know that vice versa, like you want to be, the, you know, we want to have the best you want to give your kids the best um, opportunity. You know, you want to do everything. You get the best opportunity to have a good life and to be, have a decent life, but you never want the person you're raising them with right. to put, you know, all that put upon them. And um, so my heart goes, you know, we all are grieving, but I couldn't imagine losing my daughter like that and my husband all in one swoop. Not, so not, um, yeah. it hits, it hits a lot of different ways, man. It hits a lot of, a lot of, it hits a lot of buttons. Nine people died today. Um, it's awful. Um, and I would say this, yeah. this is again for another podcast, but I go back to Brennan Quinn's words about it felt like the earth just moved. And again, with not to get in at this time to the basketball culture and all that, but that guy was competitive as shit. That winning yeah. was what mattered yeah. more than anything to Kobe Bryant. Winning, winning, which is what it's supposed to yeah. be. Hey, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, did you think they should have played today? At first, I did I'm not. I'm going back Dre. and forth. I don't know. Neither did I. Neither did I at first. I was, in matter of fact, but, I was stunned when I saw the Denver game started. I was stunned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But somebody said this to me. Or somebody said, or I read it. I don't know. Some, I heard it and I chuckled to myself. Somebody was like, yeah, it's a sad day. But if, Kobe, if this would have happened and Kobe was around, he would say, get your bitch ass up yeah. and get out there and let's go That's win right. this game. No. <laughs> um, and, and I, I did catch a little of the Pro Bowl, and I think it was the NFC team. Um, got a sack, and the four dudes all got around and did the Kobe fadeaway jump. Uh, you know, celebrate. Oh, oh shit. You know, That's you cool. saw the video of, of Neymar. You know, playing on the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, Kobe was yeah. a worldly guy, man. Kobe was an interesting guy. Uh, but he was a yes. real yes. guy, and uh, he spoke Italian. You know, he spoke, remember, remember how he spoke Italian? Like yeah. he would just pop out of speaking Italian out of nowhere. Yeah. Ah, yeah. He, he, there was so much to it, so much to it. And um, but I just, I and like, I went back and forth. This should they played, and when I heard somebody say Kobe, and then the Kyrie left. I read. Right. Did you hear the story today that that Kobe told they were talking? They were, I can't. I don't know where it was from. Kevin Frazier or someone was interviewing him. And they were talking about, you know, his connection to young players in the game. And he says after – he was sitting on, it, on the couch with his daughter watching the NBA Finals, Game 7. Cavs come with the 3-1 comeback. He says they win it all, and him and Gigi are sitting there laughing, you know, talking about it, just talking how they came back and some of the big plays. And his phone rings and it's FaceTime. And Kobe Bryant, just like you and myself and most others listening to this, was like, damn, why the fuck is somebody FaceTiming me? Like, I don't want to FaceTime with you. I, I don't FaceTime with anybody but my family. And he opens it up, and it's Kyrie Irving in the 
in the locker room when the Cavs just out celebrating. I have and heard that yelling story. At him. I ha- now that you say that, yeah. I have and, heard that story. Yeah. yeah, and Kyrie's yelling. Kyrie's yelling at him, dude. Everything you told me was true. Everything you told me to do was right. Hey, Gigi, like waves to his daughter, talks to his daughter, and he keeps going about how everything you know that Ky- that Kobe had taught him was all coming true. Yeah, just unbelievable. <laughs> like just one of those unbelievable stories, man. Like that. That's that's how important Kobe was. Um, to so many different people. So, like we can say what we want about all the other things about Kyrie, but I think that's a cool moment when you talk about basketball prodigies. Uh, I, I just read because again, I don't know, and, and especially today, I wasn't following the minutia of the NBA. Um, you know, initially I right, was like, right. no way are they playing. Trey Young went nuts, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, no way are they playing, and then it kind of as it wore off. It was like, hey, that's not really what's important today. You know, the, the show's got to go right. on either way. But I, as you were talking right. about two minutes ago. I was scrolling, looking for uh, another tweet, and there was someone, a Knicks, a Knicks or Nets reporter, who had said Kyrie left the arena the moment he got the news and did not play tonight. So Yeah, uh, yeah. Just walked out and couldn't do it. Trey Young wore number eight tonight. Yeah. Trey Young, I didn't know this. Anyone had 45, like eight and ten or something, eight and seven, something. But I didn't know this. After the game, Trey Young said that, you know, he had had a connection with, with Kobe – and Kobe had only been to three NBA games this year. Two of them were the Atlanta Hawks games because he was Gigi's favorite player. Right, right. Yeah, I, I did see that too. Um, yeah, man, uh, we're, we're out of words, I think. Uh, we appreciate you yeah, guys coming along. Yeah. Um, we want to do this for us, <laughs> for you guys. Yeah, um, it was for us. You know, we, we've we been planning to get back in the podcast groove here Um and uh, wanted to talk something other than Browns didn't want to, didn't ever envision this. Oh my goodness, no one did. Nah. But um, hey, man, it's, it's a life. reminder to appreciate, all of us. Appreciate those. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm big those on, around us. I'm big appreciate on saying. Uh, I'm big on saying we shouldn't have to say the obvious things, right? <laughs> but uh, right. You know, it's precious. And um, Kobe, thank you for the memories. That's all I got. No doubt. No doubt. Kanichiwa. You guys know the name.